Hi, you're listening to The Retail Perch with Shekhar Raman and Gary Hawkins. We're going to discuss industry challenges and opportunities in grocery retail, AI, current and upcoming trends, and so much more. Hey guys, uh, welcome back to another episode of The Retail Perch. This time it's just me and Gary. I hope you guys are all staying safe. I know out of the East Coast, we've been pummeled with some snow, Gary, and I know you're sitting up in Denver and there is no snow. No, the winter has been great here. We've got sunshine and 50 degrees today, but go 20 miles out in the mountains and there's a lot of snow. There you go. So snow on demand. Right? That's right. That's yeah. right. Well, I hope you guys have been staying safe and healthy and, uh, you know, and as the vaccines roll out, I hope you guys get yours and we'll be back to normal here pretty soon. But in the meantime, we have some exciting conversations coming up here. And uh, today, Gary and I are going to be talking about the next level up. I think about three episodes ago, Gary, we spoke about loyalty and personalization yeah. and how it impacts and what's the difference. And today we're going to be talking about the next generation, right? What's, what's, what's next? Uh, how, how does this all kind of fit together? So Gary, you want to kick off? So what we're going to focus on today is this idea of customer intelligence. And, you know, you can think of that as uh, almost becoming the brain of a retail organization. Right. And just like the brain and our bodies begins to direct activity, you know, around the different organs and, and uh, movement, different things we do in similar fashion in a retail organization that that central brain of customer intelligence can help inform and direct activity, you know, across the organization. Right. So just clear distinctions. This is more than just repository of information. It's information that's coming in, being analyzed, insights being derived, and something actionable being presented back to execute against, correct? That's right. And it provides a basis for that those different activities in different parts of the organization, in marketing and merchandising and operations and so on, to all be tied back to a common measure a common goal, right? Which is grow customer value. Right. So I, I want to kind of rewind a little bit and maybe, uh, you know, make this really simple to understand. So we had, we discussed loyalty. Loyalty is a great way to get some ongoing engagement, but really the prime purpose here of loyalty is to get customer identified transactions, something Correct. that incentivizes customers to identify themselves to check out and what that means to you is those transactions then can then be analyzed and then you can extract customer behavior, insights about your customers that can then drive something called personalization, which is being able to provide, provide relevant offers, recommendations back to shoppers based on their previous purchase history. But now we're talking about something even bigger, right? So typically yes. personalization is... Uh, happens you know, on, on customer engagement touch points, right? Whether it's on the app or e-commerce, but we're talking about more than that. It's about gaining customer knowledge that, that can then be used across your enterprise for different types of activities, right, Gary? Yeah, that's right. And I, I think there's a couple points to this is you know, very sophisticated customer knowledge, right? This goes far beyond you know, a basic customer profile of name, address, email, and phone number, right? We're talking about extensive uh, attribution, calculation of scores across a lot of different dimensions to really drive a very deep, very complex, very sophisticated customer profile that can power up all these different activities. But just to give, you know, our listeners a sense here, it, you know, in, in marketing, it's pretty obvious how you use this, right? To 
shakers you were just saying, personalization, relevancy, and so on, right? The next step beyond that is more strategic personalization. So it's not just, hey, we see you put this in your basket, here's something else you might like, but it's more strategic in being driven by better retaining customers, growing customer value, growing customer lifetime value, profitability, and, and so on, right? In merchandising, it's taking those ideas to the category level and partnering with brand manufacturers to, to leverage all this intelligence. But it goes beyond that. And this is where retailers, I think, really start, start missing it, right? It goes into, for example, operations. So that retailer or that store, knowing when their most valuable customers are in the store, you know, on Tuesday afternoon or Friday morning, whatever it may be, maybe scheduling a little bit more help in the service departments to ensure a higher level of, of service quality, right? For those most valuable customers. It's used in HR. I mean, I've seen really leading edge practitioners tie performance incentives for that store manager or the executive team and so on to actual customer metrics like customer retention, how many, you know, gold customers, most valuable customers are we creating, those types of things. So it really is used all over the organization. Right. And, and, and I know we've had a couple of guests here on our podcast, Gary, uh, Doug and Brian from Retail Feedback Group talking about, you know, how survey data from shoppers can maybe be married up with purchase data yes. to help better understand shoppers' attitudes, you know, attitudinal parameters that can also help inform the organization on how they may need to change in terms of how they're dealing with their customers. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, it's just that much more data that can be brought into that profile, into that, that customer intelligence. Get, gets me thinking about a book that I've read and I've referred to it many times called Stapiens. You know, but, but what he talks, uh, what the author talks about that is uh, in humans, basically overtook other species because of their ability to collect knowledge, share knowledge and communicate it, right, as a group. And I think about retail, you know, you have different functions. You have, you know, your marketing operations, merchandising, customer engagement, e-commerce being a part of that, and all of those things. They're all different kind of, think of them as the senses of your organization. There's information coming in. And it's not just enough to store that information. You need to be able to process that information, extract the necessary intelligence and out of that, and then make take actions that can then be fed back to those individual organizations that can help best improve their own internal function, right? Yeah. So what we're talking about a customer intelligence platform is something that really is that central brain in your organization. Now, 10 years ago, maybe 20 years ago, this was not possible to do because, uh, you know, systems weren't connected. It was difficult to get data into the same place and process this. But I think today with te today's technology, this is very doable. I think the customer intelligence platform is the next generation. You know, I think loyalty is a given, personalization is a given. You're talking about, you know, how can I centralize this information and this intelligence across my organization so I can drive a more profitable business? Right. Yeah, I think that analogy back to Sapiens is, is a great one, right? Because what this customer intelligence platform does is begin to provide that common language that can be used across the organization, all those different parts of the organization. 
You know, if you go and Google customer intelligence platform, there's some great articles out there that you that you can see. And you know, this is something that's already being used in several industries. It's just, I think, relatively new to supermarket retail. And you know, there's an alphabet soup of different types of platforms and companies that are out there. And we don't mean to kind of throw one more in the mix. But I want you to think about really the concept of how do I unify information, insights, and action from a central place. So I can kind of streamline this. What this does for you, of course, is, is also makes you, it helps you be smarter about tools that you bring on. Am I able to leverage this intelligence and this new tool that I'm going to add to my enterprise, right? Because if you can't leverage the central intelligence, then these tools are really going to be standing standalone. They're going to be like appendages that after a while you're going to have to discard, right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I keep going back to the analogy you just put out there uh, around the book Sapiens. There's another part of that story, and correct me if I get the, the figures wrong here, but you know, as the author begins to sort of trace the timeline and the history of Homo sapiens, there was a point in time where certain things came together that literally sparked cognition brought everything to light and, you know, was the basis for the development of language and everything that flows from that. I think that also is a great part of that analogy because I've seen my work with retailers, you know, over the years around the world, a similar thing happen. When they start thinking about customer intelligence and customer data and so on, they talk about it in almost a figurative sense, but when they begin to see their own information, converted to some level of customer intelligence, that moment of cognition, that spark hits where all of a sudden lights go on and they begin to understand how this can be used. It's like having your own Jarvis, right? Yes. Iron Man. Yeah. It's like having your own Jarvis uh, with it. And, you know, it it is possible. I mean, and I think, you know, technology is always daunting to people because I think there's no lack of information. You know, you go on Google, you're, it's actually more confusing. Uh, yeah. As much as it is a search engine, it's a confusion engine too, because there's too much information sometimes for you to consume. And I, I think you want to simplify it and say, hey, what am I in business for? I'm in business to serve my customers, keep them happy, keep them coming back. And then what tools and technologies best serve my goal? And your goal is not to really build those technologies. Your goal is to figure out how to best use them for your benefit. And I think that's what we're talking about. You know, I want you to think about and go look at these customer intelligence platforms. And we're happy if you want to reach out to us to tell you about how these things work. I think the retailers who are going to adopt this technology are going to be light years ahead in the next couple of years. They're going to put a huge distance between them and the others here in the next couple of years. I completely agree. And and I think a couple of important points here. You know, I'm hearing a growing number of retailers speaking about developing this customer first sort of philosophy, right? Created by Corbin Dunhumby going back almost 20 years ago now. And retailers think that if they put a personalization solution in over in marketing, that's going to help them. You know, maybe they try and do some product assortment by view of a customer and so on. But there's far more to this. And I think retailers are really struggling today with understanding how these different pieces come together. So I I think your suggestion to step back from the confusion of all these different types of solutions and really focus on what are they in business for? What are they really trying to achieve? And then think about putting that, that brain in place, that foundational platform to leverage this kind of intelligence across the company. 
to keep all the parts of their organization aligned to that common goal, which is focusing and growing that customer. Gary, I guess one of the questions that can come up is, well, I've already invested in these tools, right? I mean, I've got tools, I've got investment, I've got my whole organization lined up again, maybe using something like a, you know, Salesforce, you know, marketing cloud or Adobe cloud for doing some of your CRM and your customer segmentation stuff. How does somebody like that think about uh, customer intelligence? I mean, what's, what do you think their approach? So, so I, I think, you know, a lot of these solutions, when you look at them, you know, and, and some of them are very good, they're very powerful, very effective, right? But in a sense, they're almost point solutions. They're focused just on marketing, or they're focused just on merchandising, or different parts of the organization. I'd really suggest to that retailer that they look at putting at least the beginnings of that customer intelligence platform in place to develop those common metrics, that common language that can actually feed some of these other tools, you know, if the retailer wants. But the most important thing here is to get the entire organization aligned to that common goal, a common measure, a common metric to evaluate all those different activities, right? right. You know, we, we see retailers drop in a personalization solution. And, you know, they run campaigns, they evaluate the campaign and, you know, gee, it seemed to work, didn't work, gave us an ROI of this. That's all great, but that's completely disconnected from what's happening in the store and operations. It's completely disconnected from e-commerce or merchandising. That's why there's the need for this, this common brain, this customer intelligence platform that can right. feed all these other point solutions. Right. And I guess uh, going back to the point that we've made before, which is you want to have tools and solutions in your enterprise that are extensible, which is they'll accept input from other systems and to enhance their own operations. Right. right. So, right. So, yeah. so even if you have an Adobe, uh, you know, marketing cloud that you're using, most of these systems do accept, you know, third-party data that can bring in and you can add to the attribution to drive and make them smarter. It's important that when you evaluate solutions, you think about looking at solutions that are extensible, you know, things that will add on and then you can grow with it. Absolutely. And that's become far, far easier over the last five or 10 years than it was, you know, years ago. And you're absolutely right. Retailers need to evaluate any solutions they're looking at today in terms of how open are they? Can they, you know, use uh, web services, calls, APIs, whatever, to, to get data flowing into and out of these different systems. But you know, go back to our, our original sort of analogy here today. You know, that brain, that customer intelligence brain is, to your point, taking signals from all parts of the body, just like our brains do, right? You know, my foot feels something, my hand, I see something, hear, smell. That brain needs to, to ingest all of this, bring this together to drive this customer intelligence that then can be that learning pushed back into those other areas. You know, as, as we go forward here, there's no question that this is the future because as technology improves, as computing power imp increases, get to that singularity moment, you're gonna have platforms that are capable of pro providing you that intelligence. And, and I think it starts with you as a retailer thinking in that direction, right? I, yes. I want a system that can provide this intelligence across my organization. Absolutely. Retailers, I really believe today, need to look beyond a lot of the things they're reading about in the news all the time, personalization, relevancy, and you know, e-commerce, all those things are important. All those things are needed. 
but they need to look a step beyond because all those things are very disjointed today. They need right. to be much more cohesive. And I think the other big advantage that supermarket retailers have is that a lot of information is already in first-party data, in their transaction data. For most other retail, where the frequency of oh. purchases is not high, they're so dependent on third-party data and other data from sources external to their organization to really create a picture of the shopper, yes. right? Yeah. It's yeah, all the more think, imperative. That's right. And you bring up another good point that almost could be an entirely new episode here to the retail perch is around this discussion around first-party data versus second and third party, right? Everything going on out there, some of the moves Apple is making, impact that's going to have on Facebook and, and other media and marketing platforms. You're absolutely right. Supermarket retailers in particular are, in a sense, almost blessed to have the volume of data they have, first party data, on all their shoppers. So I, just to summarize, I know we had a fantastic time talking about this. You know, we talked about loyalty and personalization. You know, I think loyalty is critical because you need a way of identifying and tagging shopper transactions. That's the beginning of everything. Personalization then leverages that data to understand shopper behavior, but it's more marketing and promotion management that you're working with personalization on. You want to, you want to be able to leverage that data to impact other parts of your organization. And in order to do that, you need this customer intelligence platform to be able to you know, efficiently and effectively inform other aspects of your business. Gary, any other closing yeah, thoughts? Yeah, no, just I, I would reiterate that. I think the idea that that customer intelligence brain really is a cornerstone, a foundational piece looking out over the next few years when there's going to be such dramatic and disruptive change driven by technology. Hey, uh, if you have any feedback, if you have any questions about uh, any of these topics, you can email us at the retailperch at birdseye.com. We're happy to entertain any questions. Any of you guys want to come on the show as a guest, let us know. We're happy to uh, bring on retailers and other solution providers on the show. We're going to have a couple of interesting people coming on in the next couple of weeks. We'll see you guys all next week. Uh, stay tuned in. Thanks for listening. Gary? We'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye, guys. Make sure to join us every Monday and connect with us at The Retail Perch on Instagram and Facebook. And if you have any questions, feel free to email us at theretailperch at birdseye.com. Until next time, this is Shaker. And this is Gary, signing off.